Welcome to Roadcase, the podcast that explores the live music experience. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Josh Rosenberg, and I'll be taking you on a journey through in-depth interviews with performers and key people in the industry to explore the magic of live music, how it can be totally transformative for both fans and performers, and we'll look at how they take it all out on the road. It's going to be a great ride, so here we go. Okay, welcome back to Roadcase, everybody. This is your host, Josh Rosenberg. I am so psyched to be here for this uh, episode with Ori Naftali and Tyranny Jackson of Southern Avenue. Uh, if you're here for the first time to listen to me talk with Ori and Tyranny, welcome to the Roadcase community. I'm so psyched that you're here. If you're a regular or longtime listener to Roadcase, welcome back and thanks for your support. I'm so glad you're on board for this one. Uh, I'd like to remind everybody that there's a number of different ways that you can get involved in the Roadcase community. Really easy way, first off, is to follow us on socials. We're at uh, the handle is at Roadcase Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Another great way to get involved with Roadcase is to email us with any questions you have about the show, just to say hey, um, questions, comments, concerns, even suggestions for guests. Our email is info at roadcasepod.com. If you'd like to find out more information about the show, we have a website, www.roadcasepod.com as well. Uh, great way to support Roadcase is to follow this podcast on your favorite listening platform. So if you are on Spotify, for example, see that little box that says follow, you just smash that thing. And uh, you're on Apple Podcasts, which is another popular streaming platform. There's a check mark up in the upper right hand corner, you just click that and doing so on those platforms and others will, uh, will allow you to receive updates when new episodes go live. It's a great way to keep in touch with the show. And another great way to support Roadcase is to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. For example, if you're on Apple iTunes, uh, or I'm sorry, on uh, Apple Podcasts, just scroll down a little bit, uh, hit a bunch of stars, you'll see those there. And uh, if you like what you hear, or even if you don't, write a review, really helps out the show uh, and really appreciate your support. So I've got Ori Naftali and Tyranny Jackson here with the band Southern Avenue. They're a Memphis-based band. Their latest album is called Be The Love You Want. It's their third album co-produced by Ori and Steve Berlin. Southern Avenue is just a beautiful melting pot of different experiences, cultures, and background. They were signed to Stax Records in 2016. Ori is a native of Israel. Tierney grew up in Memphis and is a native of the Memphis blues tradition. Ori's band, the Ori Naftali Band in Israel, uh, won a number of different awards for best blues band there. He came to Memphis with that band where he met Tyranny. Um, and uh, it's just a wonderful collection. It's a really a family affair. And we even um, have their beautiful little daughter, Nava, sitting in in this, in this interview as well. It's kind of a trend for me. Um, I had Ash Ryder of Sugar Candy Mountain had her little baby sitting in, in the interview. And it's just really super cute to hear the baby. And it's just apropos. Uh, it's a real family affair. Uh, the Tyranny's vocals are amazing. Ori plays a rocking, shredding guitar. And uh, the lyrical content of Southern Avenue is something to note as well. They just have this amazing um, 
self-belief, empowerment, affirmation vibe with them. It's really, really wonderful. Uh, they are a Grammy-nominated band. They were nominated in 2019 for their album Keep On in the Best Contemporary Blues category. They've also been really embraced by the jam band community. They've played at Bonnaroo, Electric Forest, Lock-In. These guys are going places, and I really, um, really, really encourage you to go check out Southern Avenue. Um, they're just an amazing, an amazing band for so many different reasons that you'll learn more about during this interview. Thanks again to everyone for being here for this episode. And I wanted to send a very special thank you to Ori Naftali and Tyranny Jackson of Southern Avenue for being here on this episode of Roadcase. And here we go. Welcome to Roadcase. I'm so happy to have you, Ori Tierney, and the, the and your daughter's name is Nava. 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 So we've got a. Uh, this is the first, not only the first time that I've interviewed together a married couple, but we've also got the the, the baby on as well. I had a baby on. I, I interviewed Ash Ryder of Sugar Candy Mountain, and she had her baby, but like the grandma was there too. So Ash's mom took her. But um, this is special. So. For anyone's listening, we're going to get some baby noises in here from time to time, and it'll be super cute. So, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, it'll give you sort of. Uh, I can give you a. Do have a backup? Um, you know, we do. We do have our sister here if we really need to. But uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fine. No, this is great. This is great. It's all. It's all one big family, and this is like a family thing for you guys. You got um, TK, your sister. Tyranny is on. Uh, is on drums, and and you guys have been married for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, such a great story. I um, my, okay. My my extent of Israeli is mashklomcha. That basically that's it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> and you're from you're from um, so so, or you're originally from Israel and like you you grew up near Netanya. Is that correct? Yeah, I grew up kind of by the beach, small town. Yeah, yeah. My my daughter swam in the Maccabi Games in twenty. 20- <laughs> 13 and in 2017. So in 2013, I went up there. So I actually was, I think I was on the beach in, um, uh, not Netanya, I think, or like well, a beach that's farther south. But the, it was at the university. What's, I didn't see it on the map. There's a university that's just north of Netanya. Ving, uh, Vingate, it's called. Uh, oh, is that, oh, Wingate. Yeah, Wingate. Wingate. Yeah, with the W. Yeah, yeah, Wingate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, great pool there. It was really great. That's where they did the swimming competition mm-hmm. then. So then after the competitions, I'd cruise down the highway, go past Natanya, I guess, to Herzliya and go to the beach. When I was a where... teenager, we had a thing where we would break into Wingate and we would go <laughs> uh, get drunk and, 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 uh, and do the do on the uh, mountain ridge that like, like uh, looking at the beach, but you can only get it, get to it from Wingate. So oh, okay. it was, it was a like a weekly break-ins for us. So yeah, you no, were I like... saw there was like, when I, when I was at the, when I was at the pool at that university watching my daughter, I could see from the patio behind the pool where you'd go out to get like a fresh air break. The beach was right down there, I guess. Right? Yeah. 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 That's probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The best view is from Wingate. You just have to go f- over the gate. <laughs> you have to get but into the campus. That's me you gotta at get like on 11th grade. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, man, of course. That's that's of course what you're doing for sure. It makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> um well, it, it's it's so exciting and I I love how you guys met and um it's just it's it's so amazing and um Natalia, 
Uh, Ori, I want to go to you. Um, I, I want to ask you first just about growing up in Israel and how what what's and getting into American blues and rock. Like, is that a is that a big scene there? Or I mean, obviously you were in the middle of it, so you probably don't know what the flip side is. But is it for someone? Is is it is yeah. it prevalent? Is you know, seventies um, blues, classic rock, early blues. Is that pretty prevalent in Israel? How, what, what does that look like? Yeah. Oh yeah. As I mean, you know that American music. You know that Elvis is everywhere. You know yes, that. Yes. Yes. You, you know uh, Led Zeppelin is everywhere. You know that uh, Jimi Hendrix is everywhere. You know that, like, it's it's B.B. Um, King, you know. B.B. Uh, King came to play in 90... No, it was Buddy Guy, and then in 1992, uh, when I was five, B.B. Um, King came in 98. Um, I mean, it's... Uh, Israel is, you know, it's like another state in America. Uh, <laughs> just think about it like uh, it's like a small Mor- Mormon type of state with just G- <laughs> Orthodox Jews that... We're we're just like Hawaii. We are no gotcha. different. We're yeah. so American in every our culture is so Americanized that yeah, yeah. Um, that I I don't feel that different from a lot of Americans. The only difference is is that uh, I would say the same way you have an American coming from New Orleans is so different from an American coming from let's say uh, Seattle or New Hampshire right. or Maine, right? Yeah, it's such yeah. a huge difference in culture. But they're both Americans. I, I think that's kind of how I feel. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not in a... Like, I am... I do have a green card now, but I'm not like an... I wasn't an American, but just the culture around me is just... I feel very... I can relate to anybody here because the way we grew up in Israel. And musically, that's just... Uh, it was, That's the popular stuff, you know? The Beatles, the... the uh, any... It's just uh, the Beatles movement in the 60s in Israel created a whole um, genre and scene uh, that dominated the, t- the television and, and the culture. Um, yeah. It's just, I feel very uh, Americanized in many ways before I even came here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, your English is impeccable, as most Israelis I can oh, also right. talk like this, and is then it? it won't be so impeccable. So <laughs> this is me. This is me really. Until trying. you start serving falafel, when you start, when the falafels and hummus hit the plate, it's full Israeli, right? Let's put, <laughs> let's put things in perspective. That's <laughs> how we sound in Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm really, okay. I'm really trying. Yes. I'm, no, I'm not trying. I'm just. Uh, I pick up. It's like music. I pick up the accent around me. I pick up uh, the nuances, and sometimes I misplace them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 understandably. Yeah. So, Tyranny, what's um, what kind of music did you grow up with? And and you grew up in Memphis. Yeah, I grew up in so Memphis, just... but I was a church kid, so I was like only allowed to listen to gospel. Ah, okay. Listening to anything outside of gospel, I had to sneak. And I was uh, no a, kidding. I was a, ah. a goody yeah. two shoes, so I didn't sneak very much. But oh, <laughs> I, I loved Al Green. And Michael Jackson, uh-huh. Carrie, and yeah, your voice is and your voice is just so amazing. I I, Thank I you. was like, my eyes were bugging out of my head listening to the, your latest album. It's just uh, the the be the one you want, which is like, holy moly, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
So you were a good goody two shoes, huh? I mean, so you were, you were, you wanted to do what everyone asked of you, but you were listening yeah. to, we're, we're, so listening to like the, the R and B greats, that was something you still had to do on the down low. You did that in the, in the, yeah. in, in the bedroom with your sister. Or what, what was, what did that look like? Yeah. Sometimes. And most of the times it was like when I could sneak it by myself because my sister wasn't very Niche. smart. At, at <laughs> Is she younger? Is she younger? My, I shared a room with my older sister. We were like 16 months apart, like a year. Uh, okay. okay. We, all, we, we shared rooms. Wait, is TK your oldest? Your old, you TK have... is six years younger than me. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. All right. But the older sister was like snitching, would, would snitch on she you? She wasn't no. snitching. She was just always in trouble. So I didn't want to get caught doing anything with her. I was. Ah, you're middle, smart. I was the middle kid. So I had to like be good and fly under the radar. So yeah. I got away with a lot because I was, Love you it. know, I was, Love I, did what oh. I, was, I did enough. <laughs> yeah. We had a good, good baby sneeze in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a, I have a, my, my middle kid is a daughter too. Yeah. They like to like, they don't want to go in the direction of the older ones and the, the, you know, they, they always, but they do kind of want to be older, but they have to like kind of make peace between the older and the young and the youngest. Right. Yeah. Um, but I suppose you were singing in the choir. Would that be a safe assumption? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so what impact did that have on you musically? When did you, um, were you, were you, a, clearly you were a standout in the choir. I used to, because my, my parents were musicians, I used mm -hmm. to choir rehearsal with them. Mm -hmm. And it was like when it was the adult choir. And so mm -hmm. I was the only kid that was, that would hop. I just insisted in standing there when they sang. And so I uh -huh. ended up being the only kid allowed in the, <laughs> adult choir every Sunday. So like oh, okay. the other kids were singing once a month and I was there every Sunday to like, you know, oh, started nice. complaining. So then they go. just, they made two Sundays for the kids. I couldn't, it was okay because <laughs> then I got all the solos in the kids choir. Oh, there so you I was go. Yeah. Already yeah. like trained. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, so, so being a middle kid, these middle kids always want to grow up super fast because they see their older sisters or brothers, you know, out there. So was this a thing like you wanted to be with the adults or was it something where like, I sing better than these, the, the kids, I got to be, I got to be the adults, uh, like. Oh, I didn't what, think much about like what was happening around me. I just knew that I looked. Oh, and so I you just, just wanted to do it more often. Yeah. Yeah. And like we were yeah. at church, like so many days of, of the week and the only thing I loved about it. Yeah, yeah, and this was it, and this is in Memphis proper, or mm -hmm. yeah, wow, wow, that's amazing. It's uh, that's... it's just like me in the synagogue. <laughs> uh, same story. Yeah, uh, I grew. I don't know. There needs to be better songs in in, in, in at Temple, you know. It's too many. We've been know. through too much to be. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like these just sad plotting songs except like there's a couple right there's a couple of the standard happy ones that you sing whenever we whenever like we actually survived we we do have a few uh like in purim but no it's just funny because she grew up in such a different environment um than me and it's funny how uh her house of worship is is so cool coolest really the coolest in America, yeah, for sure. In, no, the church. coolest in any in, in 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 any house of worship. Now I'm talking yeah, cool. I mean, I, I, I'm not talking like uh, uh, in a deep level, on a very superficial like level. 
it's just that's the coolest house of worship that I've ever been to. You know, it's it's just crazy because for us it's so serious for them mm-hmm. as well. But then they start singing and dancing, and it's just such an environment that I'm so jealous that I did not grow up in. You know, have you been back? Have you taken him back, Tierney? Oh fuck! Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry to sorry to drop the f bomb. Your video went away for a second. I was like, oh, the whole thing. Like, oh, okay. I don't care. We can dress. She doesn't okay. understand. Okay. Yeah. She only knows Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> she only knows all the cuss words in Hebrew. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tierney, have you have you been back to Israel? Yeah, we just uh, we just went to Israel in February. Oh, nice. Yes, nice. Yeah. Was that the yeah. first time you've been there, or not? Or how? No, um, we got married in, in, in Natania uh-huh. on the beach. Yeah. And yeah. then the year before, when we got, yeah, she yeah. was. This was her four, third time, really. Yeah. Uh huh. So, are they making you be Jewish now? What do you know about like what's the where are we on that spectrum? <laughs> Nobody's making me be anything. Oh yeah, that's too much. <laughs> Being a Jew is such a, a toll. Uh, that like you don't want to push anybody into. <laughs> no, I like to. Yeah. I mean, well, although we there married, are the families that are like, you know, yeah. if you want to marry them, you, they got to convert. But fortunately, you're not in that. No, in that, no, uh, no, no. My family yeah, yeah. loves her, and it's like it's about. Um, I think, I think for for us, here's mommy. I think for us, it's about spirituality, mm-hmm. and I think that it's um, it, it's, you know. It's about that constant search we have about what is religion and spirituality. And um, I think that my family and everybody around us and in general, you know, uh, we're secular is, is that she's, you know, like for as Jew people, we, there's a lot of non-Jews that are way better than a, non, a, lot of, a lot of Jews, you know? So it's like our family believes that you got to judge everybody for who, like who they are. Yeah, which is very, which is very, very like common. I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Never had a problem. If anything, I think that it's it's just interesting to to learn about our culture and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, Christianity is not definitely not something we have in our house. We we, you know, we don't share religions. There's only one religion in the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's only one religion in the whole country. No, I don't know. Jesus oh, is not in this house. <laughs> I don't know where he is, but he's not in here. You know? <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Well, spoken like a true Israeli, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, I, I mean, you're both of your entire union, the two of you, and that like speaks to not having to be a particular certain way, right? I mean, I, and and that's exactly what you're saying. Then an openness to different to like a spirituality versus. Versus yeah. anything else, which is which is beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I love it, and it's a melding of musical cultures. Obviously, that 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 has been brought to you guys' attention, of course, and I'm sure that that you guys think about it from time to time. Yeah. Um, it's a it's really a beautiful thing, and that's what I kind of really love about your band and and, and what you guys have done as well. Um, but um, Ori, you were in. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about this blues competition and that ori- that had originally mm. brought you to um, to Memphis. That that brings me to what you just said. I mean, I think our relationship musically is very much like <clears throat> I'm a student of 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 uh, of this uh, all of the all, all I'm a student of all of these genres. 
mm-hmm. and I'm influenced by all of them. Tyranny is uh, grew up in here, and so when it's kind of um, it's a really it's a mesh, but but it's a it's a very kind of one sided mesh. You know what I mean? Because she didn't study, she couldn't study other types of music because of mm. the way she grew up. Yeah, the music she did ha- was was able to ta- to listen to. It was very limited. I, on the other hand, had complete freedom. I had a a wall of of vinyl records that my dad had, mm-hmm. and I was studying. Uh, and I was, you know, music college, and I was always like studying music. Um, so when we write, when we work together, it's always comes from, you know what I mean? It's that's I think that's something that is like unique um, about us. Um, now the blues competition is again like I've been playing blues all my life. Um, kind of, it's a it is a long story, but just to make it like shorter. Um, I met um, a guy named Tony Pearson when I was eight years old in Israel. He played guitar for James Brown and Tina Turner and others and um, African-American. And then he basically, uh, oh, I forgot. he grew up in Alabama. Um, and then he... So he was touring in Israel? No, he was, he was, Jay, he was Tina Turner's uh, guitar player when he, met, um, when he met an Israeli makeup artist that was working there. They fell in love and he moved to Israel and he found himself teaching guitar. My dad somehow found him and I was, he taught me guitar from the age of eight to 18. And my love for blues came from home, from, from my dad and rock and roll. But Mm -hmm. um, meeting Tony, you know, what I would say really the real deal, somebody who, who is, who has the heritage in his blood, in his history, um, he knows exactly uh, where the music came from, not just blues, jazz, you know, all, all really like African-American music on all forms. Yeah. And he, and he, had, he, he could validate things for me. So I think that was a huge influence and that made me who I am. I wouldn't be who I am today. I would be at just playing and loving music, but he really made me feel like I'm, I understand where things came from. Mm-hmm. Um, with every note I play, um, mm. and um, and then yeah, I mean, eighteen. I mean, I I, I had other uh, another mentor, uh, Israeli uh, songwriter and music college, and played all my life since I'm five or six. Um, and then while touring Europe with my solo band, kush, kush, while touring Europe with my solo band, I realized that there's a blues challenge on Bill Street in Memphis. That like there's a blue society, that like there's there are blue societies, mm-hmm. and I'm like okay, okay, so there's an Israeli blue society, okay, like and then I got connected with them, and then we kind of started. Um, I kind of went to the jams and got and and got involved with them, and then they told me about the competition, and I won the local competition. Uh, raised a lot of money. Again, long story short, it was not easy at all, but I managed to make myself to Memphis with six band members and, you know, six flight tickets and hotels and um, wow. and then managed to, we got to the semifinals and mm-hmm. I just made contacts. People yeah. just wanted to book me. So I came back and did shows, um, came back to Israel, came back again, did shows. And then when I came back the second time with another record, um, I kind of never left. Um, I never really moved here, so I still had my buddy 
my best friend watching my my house um and I'm, i was still paying rent i was still having paying uh the the you know the dmv fees for my car so there's like two years where i wasn't sh- i didn't know if i moved or not um and and then uh when i realized that it's happened when i re i when i renewed my artist visa for three years i realized that okay i'm i'm here um and that's kind of how i made my way here um you know as far as the blues competition and everything uh the blues societies that's a really cool thing a lot of them are very uh old-fashioned and very seclu- seclusive or exclusive uh, yeah exclusive Sec- um uh-huh. ve- very weirdly run by people that are that 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 shouldn't be running them some of them <laughs> are amazing some of them are really amazing at supporting new artists that are coming up some mm-hmm. of them um are putting literally put people on the map like uh um uh, kingfish if you know kingfish mm-hmm. uh Christone. he wouldn't be where he is today without the blue society down in clarksdale there's really like a lot of, you know, the, the blues, there's a lot of blues societies that do good. Um, it's just sometimes blues seems like a cuss word, you know, in our business. Sometimes you say blues and it, it kind of takes the conversation to a non-interesting place. Uh-huh. Um, and we, you know, so we're just trying to kind of, um, you know, so blues societies, I was always hesitant with them. But again, I wouldn't be here without them and, and the whole network of them. Yeah, yeah. The blue yeah. the blues foundation. Um so yeah, that's the story behind the blues challenge. Do you Could get are you in, are you involved with them today uh in some way? Yes, I actually uh we had a tornado warning, but 2 days ago I was supposed to be in a meeting and oh, she's, she wants you. <laughs> I always want the mom now. Ah, it's okay. I'm jealous. It'll it'll, it'll come around. I'm jealous. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're still involved. The blues. We, I mean, we won the. Uh, we won a blues music awards by the Blues Foundation. We won. Uh, we were nominated several times. We mm-hmm. uh, Southern Avenue. Uh, we kind of three months after we were formed officially, we went to represent Memphis at the mm. International Blues Challenge, and that, and then we made the finals. Um. And again, thank God we didn't win. Like I was very happy with what we did, um, and yeah, yeah. we got booked all over the place. And it's just, it was just a very, you know, the yeah. I'm, we're still part of it. We're, you know, the Blue Society and the Blues Foundation is a great asset for American music, I think. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, we support everything we can to the, especially the Memphis music community. Yeah. Yeah. So Tierney. Um, what uh so you 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 were you were singing in the church when did that sort of bridge over did you always know that you wanted to do or let me ask a different question when did it sort of become um evident to you that you wanted to take this in a professional direction oh i was really young i was maybe four years old I was, watching, I was watching. No, I was watching Michael Jackson, and he just does that to you. He makes you feel like you can just you uh, can do it, do anything. And I was watching yeah. Moonwalker. Had no clue like who he was or where he came from, but I just got a glimpse of the TV screen, and then I was just glued. You were and like, then luckily, I want to do that. There was a marathon, so I watched it that whole week. <laughs> yeah. And after that week, I was like, "That's what I'm going to do." What was the marathon like on TV? Yeah, it was a Michael Jackson marathon, and they played the <laughs> they played the whole the Jackson Five movie, and yeah. then they were playing Moonwalker, and then you know different specials about him. But like I was just 
I was glued to Moonwalker. So the whole <laughs> Moonwalker film. Is that your yeah. only? Is that your only memory from four? From four? No, I remember watching Wizard of Oz. Because <laughs> we did that like five times. Yeah. Do you remember what do you remember the Jackson Five um uh animated show that was like it was like from the late sixties or early seventies? They did like a Saturday morning cartoon it was a cartoon show remember, where they were cartoon characters. Know, it was yeah. it was it was wild. it was bananas. Like they were just so oh just amazing. I remember, but I was born in eighty nine, so it's like Well yeah, I but I mean they're they're later. probably on yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're probably on YouTube too. You should go check them yeah, out. Yeah, definitely I mean, on YouTube. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, they had a huge impact on me like early on. I've just like, wow, you know? I mean, I don't know what it was. I think it just, they, it, it had such a huge, just a broad reach. The nature of their songs, his voice, just the vibe of the family at the time, you know, before yeah. we knew like more about what was going on with the family. It was just like, oh, it's a nice family from Gary, Indiana, you know? Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so you were one of those kids that's like just singing into a mic from early on, and you knew you wanted to do that. Yeah, the karaoke mic or the back of the hairbrush or what the handle of the Anything. hairbrush or whatever. I didn't need a mic. I was just yes. I sing yeah. more than I talked. Probably wow. still today. <laughs> well, that's a good thing, and it definitely shows. I mean, in, in, I not only love the your your vocals. I mean, just to skip forward, okay. Um, I, I not only love your vocals, I love the message in your music, especially in this in the in the most recent album. Really struck me. Um, you know, it's like self belief, empowerment. I find myself like I was listening to that thing, and I literally said to myself, "Fuck yeah!" Like ever, like three times or four times or every song. I'm like, "Yeah, totally right." Like, where does that come from for you? Mm. That's just how I I speak to myself. That's how mm. I heal myself. <laughs> That's how I heal myself when I'm broken. You know, growing up, being a goody two shoes and like singing in the choir, I always did everything. I always did everything I could to make everybody else happy and proud and be who I am. Yeah. And then when I started to to music, everybody that once put me on a pedestal basically just tore me down. And I was so innocent, young, you know, that spiritually it took me so it took so much for me to bounce back and find that confidence it's okay. but you know I love it. um yeah, yeah so it's a, it's I just a family had to, affair today yeah i had to um find my way out of that tore you down like that that's that's fucked up like what what exactly can you give an example or what was the kind of the vibe and why were people doing that well i think what did that, that what my, did that mean what did that look like in other words Make it when I dyed my hair red, stopped the choir in the middle of the song and made me cover my head or leave the choir stand. I think that was the last straw with the church that happened. So like all whatever that happened before, I was just like, whatever, I just wanna I just wanna sing, you know, I wanna be in the yeah. choir stand. Like just the public humiliation and belittlement and like that was like that was like the best day of my life because I was like, I, I was really dramatic I, um, because at first I pulled my hair back, but then I stood back up. I took my hair down, I shook it, shook it loose, and I unzipped my choir robe right there in front of everybody and just dropped like, it and just walked out. And I didn't like even a have a car, so I was just, you know, in the parking lot being stubborn. 
that's but amazing. Like that's like, ah! yeah, that's like a scene from a movie, right? It is, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's... you know, you, the way I see it, it's like, again, I have to compare it to my culture. It's yeah. like, it's like she would be in an ultra Orthodox family and then yeah. say, hey, I'm going to dye my, my hair red and I'm yeah. going to do what I want. Like, what are they going to do? They're going to freak out. Right, They're going right, to freak yeah. out and actually probably, you know, never talk to her again. Right. So right. It, it's a, that's her family is, is, is one notch before the most ultra Orthodox Jews I've met. They just don't dress differently. So you don't notice, but they're right. so, they're, they're so uh, obsessed with their culture that, um, that tyranny was just too much for them. She, you know, that's. That 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 was my observation when because I went to that church a few times and it's a very nice place. Everybody's uh, always welcome type of place, you know. So, right. But you, but they do try to put you in a box, obviously. If yeah. you're from there, not if you're a visitor. <laughs> no, they're nice to you if you're. Yeah, visiting. if you visit, you're the you best. Join, you got, yeah, it's different. It's different. Right. Yeah. So what did that look what did that look like as you got older? You said that you were like 14ish when that occurred. Like what what happened no, when you no, were No, my goodness. I was um I had I just had my kids at home stay with my mom. Uh-huh. And so I started um digging and doing videos and you know, doing I was just in survival mode with my kids. So I had to be like early early 20s maybe before. When right. that happened, I mean, the ridicule started when I was about seventeen, right? And so I tried to leave home and like make it without support, and you know, but like yeah. I went through a lot of hell. Right. And, you know, I made it back. I'm at home. I'm singing choir. I'm you know, I'm working. I'm getting gigs. I was just like publicly stopped down a few times, but like that last time was just, it was the one. That yeah, so were you, were you like, I'm out, I'm going to go do this, I'm going out on my own? Was that, was was that a possibility because, for you? Yeah, yeah, I was happy because it felt like uh, they gave up on me. <laughs> now, if they don't give up <laughs> yeah. on you, then it's every time they see you, they're, they're like preaching to you, praying for you to be something that you're not. So yeah, right. they like... God help her. She's got just, a creative force behind her, and she's like a better singer than everybody. <laughs> right? Is that what it sort of looked like? Yeah. <laughs> she was too good. She had to get rid we had to get rid of her. Yeah. So <laughs> tell tell me how you guys met. Um I um two years I toured in America, so 2013, 14, 15, so two and a half years. Right. And then uh basically changed my band up and and uh hired um uh looked or a singer that writes mm-hmm. and performs. Um, and I asked a musician in Memphis who's like the, the best one, like who, who fits me the best, who can do, you know, who does so-and-so. Um, right. And he showed me a video of Tyranny, and then I saw that. And um, and yeah, and that's kind of how, how we met each other. Right. Um, so what'd you do after you saw that video? Like you were like, I need to meet her. Like you found like you yeah, were like oh, me- yeah. immediately in love from the video or what? what tell no, me no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, it was very much like <laughs> jump in any- <laughs> because be- jump no. in anytime you want, Tierney. <laughs> no, this because is- 
it's not it was not that's not uh yeah, it was very platonic that's not mm, it was yeah it was just i was you know i'm not from america and i needed like without a singer in my in the orin of taliban uh yeah. without like sound like it was i was just so focused on that um and then she told me about tk her sister playing drums she was 19 at the time yeah um and we were like okay um they both joined my band <laughs> Um, Jeremy, we always played together, our keyboard player in the band. We always played together on Bill mm-hmm. Street. Um, mm-hmm. he played with my band. He sat in with Tyranny a lot when she did stuff. I was like 19. <laughs> yeah. Jay were on Beale Street. Like, crossing paths. Yeah, her yeah. and Jeremy are the same age. Yeah. And Jeremy, um, who, what's Jeremy's role in the band? He's the keyboard player. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So he... He, yeah, he's been, he, they know each other for a long time. Um, right. And uh, I met Jeremy on Bill Street. Um, so that's, yeah, that's how we met. You know, the, the crazy story, I'm, I'm sure you might have a question about it. But the crazy story is that, the way I see it is that we, we met sometime in March or April of 2015. And, uh, well, in terms of playing together. And mm-hmm. then... Um, Few months later, we changed to Southern Avenue um, because it was just we were way too good to be or enough Taliban, um, mm-hmm. and we became partners. Um, that was around August. Uh, j- following January, uh, we had we were at the International Blues Challenge representing Memphis. Wow. Um, on on March, I don't remember when is Saint Patrick's Day. Whenever. So yeah, March 17. So so this is less than a year since we met Mm -hmm. uh, about seven months after we started the band. Um, We were just playing a small club here in Memphis. Um, It was very late. Um, And then uh, I think third song to the end or something like that. That's just what I remember. So I just keep saying it. I think that's what it was. And uh, John Burke, who is the president of Concord um, and um, at the time president of Stax as well, uh-huh, yeah. uh, he, he came in with Boo Mitchell, who is a producer here in town, um, and um, they were recording Melissa Etheridge. Um, and they came in like super, you know, tipsy, uh, 1 a.m., 1.30 a.m., you know, the bar, mm-hmm. we, M- Memphis bars, clo- that bar closes at 4. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Chicago. Same thing. Yeah. So <laughs> it's that kind of thing. End of the night, less bar, right? Yeah. yeah you go yeah. to your favorite spot where you feel at home. Everybody knows you at the end of the night for Boo Mitchell. He brought John with him. And so they go in there and they see a few songs. And um, later we realized that uh, Boo like came because he knew we were playing. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, they just walked in. And, um, and he saw us and he just loved it. And then that evening, that night, drunkly, he was like, you know, you'll fit stacks. Great. You're a Memphis band. You're like, I, I, we're, we're opening stacks again for new records. And, um, you know, I say, yeah, well, what are you doing tomorrow? You know, I'm in the studio. So we all came to the studio the day later, uh, to make sure that he was not just drunk talking. <laughs> and, <laughs> 
Yeah, we all show up. Yeah, wait, I don't remember talking to you guys last night. <laughs> no. Yeah, we, yeah, we came. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. good and, move. He remembered us. Yeah, he remembered. Yeah, and he yeah, was like, Yeah, yeah let course. me who, who's your management? You know, who's your whatever? Now the, that's when I I'm gonna pause here. Now, this is already kind of uh cosmic, right? Kind of yeah. like okay. So now Three months before, Luther Dickinson, who has been a huge supporter of us from day one, recorded mm -hmm. on our debut album. Mm -hmm. um, we wrote with Cody, we wrote Push Now and, um, and Heathen Hearts from mm -hmm. Be The Love You Want. So both of them, the all-stars, you know, we're in a very, he, he sent us an Instagram message a week after the band was formed. Like we just opened the account and I get a message from him saying, yo, you guys are great. Like, da, da, da. So he's been in touch with us and he tried to get us a record deal and before we even had management. And he was like, okay, I'm, I'm, Concord will work well for you. And he talks to a guy that ended up retiring two weeks later. So he was like, oh, that's bummer. You know, that's all I can do. Um, yeah. And then lo and behold, like John comes in, the president of Concord, and we end up Concord again. Right. So, and then John, I told that to John and John said that, yeah, the, 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 the guy we retired, he sits next to me in the office. So it's just weird how we, we got so close to him, but like, but he was, you know, he needed to come to Memphis to see us and we, we were signed within a few months. Um, yeah. And so the band really got signed with, within like less than a year of us being a band. Um, so a lot of, yeah, we just feel like a lot of groups are, you know, grew up in college together or, or know each other from childhood or, or early teens and, or whatever. Um, and they evolve, you know, the core stays and they evolve. But for us, we really started from script. Like, I'm not from here. I don't never, I don't know you. I don't even know the culture that well. Uh, the only thing that connected us was music. And yeah. now we're signed to a major record deal on okay. stacks. So now all of Memphis, so oh yeah, all of Memphis was like, "Oh, you better show up, right?" Right, right. Now so, they got it out. For, now they got it out for you, right? Yeah. Now everybody liked us here. We were popular, but we were popular yeah. as a local band, not right. as a stacks recording artist that is expected to, you know. Yeah. So represent a whole legacy yeah, um, yeah exactly so that's kind of the impact yeah. that it had on you like a lot of expectation how did you um how did you manage those expectations i mean clearly you guys you you went and produced your first album um which was a success and the second album was nominated for a grammy clearly you exceeded expectations in all likelihood or maybe not exceeded your own but met your own what what i'm sure were high yeah. expectations um <clears throat> that's just amazing like and and congratulations on that but tell me what the tell me what the the road looked like for you and when you set out to to um you know you just mentioned how you're you know you were a memphis band getting signed to stacks um yeah what did it look like for you and what impact did it have on you to sort of widen your circle of touring and get out more nationally and to play to different audiences at that time that's a good question i mean i for we were already touring yeah 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I was touring in Europe, in, in, you know, in, in, in the beginning, immediately moved to America from America, Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue. We were touring Europe in 2016. All the blue societies are at that competition. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were looking yeah. for bands. To oh, book, all so. the blue societies. From yeah. Different from around the world. So, yeah, that, everybody. Comes yeah, because that was kind of a later question I had is that you guys play a shit ton of European dates. I mean, I'm just like, wow, you're back and forth to Europe. I don't know. if Maybe this is news to you. You're back and forth to Europe four <laughs> times this year. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's mostly because we're doing all these lost 2020 dates. But <laughs> oh, OK, well, we yeah. stand by our word because it's a lot of one offs. We just stu- stood by our promise to the dates that we people. It's fantastic! Yeah, you have. We have like three hundred. We had three hundred tickets bought in London, and and like it's still three. It's more than it was from twenty twenty. So whatever three hundred people were holding their tickets for two years, who am I not gonna go to London and play that show? <laughs> I'm totally not gonna did. make any money now because it's not the same tour, not the same anchor dates, not the same setup. Right, right. That's but, why even you, I was thinking like, how many times do you guys, these guys are made of money. They're flying back and forth to Europe four times. I'm like, wow. No, yeah, we're, we're not losing, but but this is yeah. not like, it's not the, what it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Because we got to stand by our fans and kind of be. That's respect, you, man, respect. You know. And for your fans that are listening to this, buy merch. <laughs> buy a lot of merch. Um, thank you. Oh, that that is appreciated. <laughs> no, so we we uh, the Europe Europe has not a lot. So the blue societies in Europe definitely helped, maybe in the beginning. But once Stax came about, Jonathan, our manager, came about. Once once uh, we got signed with uh, the, our agent Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we 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 moved, we I was managing us. I was booking us. I I sold my trailer to fund the first EP that we did at Southern Avenue. I mm-hmm. I used to do everything. So slowly I delegated and delegated and delegated and delegated. And the more I delegated, obviously we did better because you know I'm I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm not an agent. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I don't negotiate well. I will. Can you do? A, you know, I don't. I don't know how to negotiate in America. <laughs> right. Just pretend you're the Israeli guy in New York in the electronic store. You know, <laughs> I ne- I negotiate that very. I can negotiate. Yeah, but I I yeah. I just not. You know. Yeah. So that's when things picked up. So the European stuff. The farther away we go from the Mississippi River, the more they appreciate us. Oh, that's that's how it goes. We we were in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and we sold out like a huge room. Um, and and it's just it's it's the farther we go. Now it's not like they don't appreciate us in Memphis, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're you're more of um something that's it's different, uh, not as familiar, or you know, represents yeah. something that's not an everyday an everyday yeah. occurrence with the you know. Also, it's a beautiful band of just diverse backgrounds and culture. You've spoken of being like a melting pot of a of diversity and culture in your band, and that that's also wonderful. And that's yeah, that's so great to get out there and 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 be part of that and just represent that. Um, yeah, Tierney. So, what um, as being the front person and the vocalist out there. Um, do you get, do you, I mean, you've been singing for so long. I almost like I'm kicking myself for even asking this, but what about like, uh, nerves, you know, you're, you're, you're out there putting yourself out there and putting your voice out there. Do you struggle with that at all? I kind of like know the answer to this. What? I get more nervous talking to people than I do. (laughs) You know, cause I'm so confident. I'm like, I've been doing this my whole life. I can do 
know, there's yeah, this, yeah. It's second nature. But then yeah. you sit me in a group of people. It's like, oh, I have to be likable now. <laughs> I have to like remember <laughs> to look people in the eye and laugh, even if I don't get the joke. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I get nerves. I'm human. It's you know, I'm <laughs> yeah, not on yeah. stage. Just, just with inter- with intimate interviews with your husband and your child, you get nervous. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, just... I'm kidding. No, it's wonderful. You're wonderful. It's great. You're doing great. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so you're so you're getting out there like a a, a bigger, broader audiences. Um, you guys have been embraced by the jam band community. Um, you did you, we? Well, are we? I, <laughs> yes, you have been quite a bit. You you played Panic in La Playa. What that that you know that alone is amazing you guys have been in bonnaroo electric forest lock-in i mean you're, you're yeah. joking with me ori right you guys have been embraced by that <laughs> yeah. no what, what no I, because when you say the gem scene <laughs> there's two there's two things one there's the promoters and the book us that i do know that they appreciate us thank mm-hmm. god and then two that there's the the gem fans that's what that's where i'm like i don't take it for granted uh, not that I yeah. take the other one, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not like, yeah, I do know that we play these like amazing festivals that are un, like amazing. But then I always, I'm still, we're still like uh, every festival we do, we st- we will still be the soulful, bluesy, yeah, rock yeah, and yeah, roll yeah. band in a jam lineup. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, I, I, you know what I mean? So it's very, a- you know, I, I feel embraced mostly by by the 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 bands themselves mm-hmm. for example like galactic which is not a jam band but you know it's galactic yeah they're in that um, world, yeah yeah and and they're so amazing. there's they're, they're amazing yeah so like touring with derek and 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 suzanne and touring with galactic and touring uh uh i think with those two right i mean there's a lot more but like those two specifically i think um, helped us gain trust of a lot of people that gave us a chance. You know, they were like, oh, okay, let's give them a chance. And then hopefully, you know, they they like what we do. We, yeah. We're such a personal band. We're such a, we're not a party band that will, that comes into part. We come with a message. We mm-hmm. hope to, it goes, we sacrifice so much to do what we do that I want you to have some, uh, some value when you leave the show, leave with with some value out of it, um, yeah. and and that that means a lot to us. That's kind of guides us through all the sacrifices that we do mm-hmm. personally. Um, so what that's kind that of how you know. What is that message you're trying to get across? Every every song has. I think the, what works great with me and Tyranny is that like she really uh, gets me, and I don't need to. She writes a lot of things that I mostly about things that I would want to write as well uh, about as well, mm-hmm. and um, so the message is like every album has the same message. Don't give up was my message, yeah. Just yeah. because I wrote the song, and that's the first album. Mm-hmm. So don't give up uh, is the first message, and keep on is the second message, mm-hmm. and be the love you want is the third message. They're all the same message. They just, yeah. it's, I, you know, in order to, to be the love you want, you got to keep on, can't give up. Right. So that's the message. And every song has a different angle on it. Different, like, 
a, a more woman empowerment angle. Some of them have is more manly and more aggressive. Some of that is a you know it's, it's just different as uh, angles of it. But M- music is so like influential, and I just I think it's important to like life or like every chance mm. you get. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was nice. Those How kind do you, of things just live forever. Do you and it. For me, when I listen to you sing, you not only come across with that message in the v- lyrical content, but in your tone, in the strength of your voice, how you sing it, um, and some of the vocal runs that you do were just like, what? I was, I, I, I'm, I'm blown away. So it's, it's about your own personal energy. Would that be, would that be kind of correct? Can you speak to that a little bit? What, how you physically put yourself into that moment? Um, it's you know, music is is a meditation and. You know, over the past couple of years, I've been studying meditation, mm. realizing that my entire life, that music has always been the thing that aligns me. The one thing that aligns me to a place where I can elevate spiritually, physically, mentally. I feel yeah. so yeah. connected. So, yeah, that's just whatever connection you feel to the song. You're literally just connecting to my soul, my spirit, and the band as a whole, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and do you, do you think back about singing in the choir? Because there's a lot of those elements as well of spirituality, not necessarily of personal freedom, because we already discussed that, but um, just kind of that energy and 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 lifting up a room and um, putting mm-hmm. oneself out there in a in a in in a way that comes from inside. Is do do or, or the, do you still kind of look back at those sort of draw any of those similarities or any of those similarities sort of ring make make sense to you i feel like when i'm on stage and like we're at the hype of the show and the crowd is having a good time and we're all feeling good and having a good time it reminds me of the days when i was like in the choir mm. stand feeling this you know amazing feeling and oneness but in the choir stand i couldn't dance as hard as my knees wanted to dance you know i couldn't <laughs> yeah. i was still stiff but like i just had so much more spirit and glory right. to give to the time and the people that were you know connected in that moment and so yeah. now i dance like there's no tomorrow because you know i have to be grateful for the ability to have people actually feel what i'm saying i'm heard i'm being mm-hmm. understood and that's something that i fought for my whole childhood um, yeah Right, right. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ori, when we were talking about jam bands and you talked about how, yeah, you you basically said, yeah, we're being asked by other bands and by promoters to, sh- to come to festivals and by festival promoters, um, et cetera, touring with Galactic or with Derek and Susan, for example. But um, you indicated that uh, or what I kind of drew from what you were saying was that you didn't feel that you, you feel that you're, you represent something different in that community. Because when I said you've been embraced by the jamming community, you're sort of like, ah, what? Um, is there like something? It was a compliment. Okay. Can you explain a little bit? Yeah, it was a compliment because uh, it's like, if let's say that you would say, Ori, I really feel like you were accepted by the blues community. Mm. I would, my answer would be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Wow. Really? Thank oh, you. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Any, it's like any, because I don't feel like we're a blues band. Mm. I don't feel mm-hmm. like we're a jam band. I don't feel like we're, we're, I feel like we're like a Memphis rock and roll band. 
We're we're just a Memphis band, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, would and, agree. I totally agree with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and so it's like when you said it, it warmed my heart. It was like, mm. wow, really? Like, okay, mm. like I because you are a music fan. Yeah. And and you are you love like nine most of the jam bands like you yeah. so you like the scene you you have many friends and 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 you're like oh I dig these guys and so that definitely makes me feel better the same if you would be from the blues world and you would say it because I'll be like wow like he's a traditionalist so to speak mm, mm-hmm. but and he he appreciates what we do he gets us we yeah, yeah. we are contemporary uh, uh, blues. You know, we're not, we're not, if, if anything, um, we're not trying to redefine it. It's just, I bring my type of blues and tyranny and, and Jeremy and, and TK bring theirs. Um, I feel like our blues is way more, you know, the, the staple singers, uh, North Mississippi, all stars, uh, kind of like, uh, uh, Clarksdale type of blues, you know, with a lot of vocals and a lot of rhythm and gospely energy and some tremolo guitar yeah we're not like you know i don't know that's how i feel that's our kind of blues so it's it's just different um so yeah that's kind of what i mean uh the gem scene you have to like again i i i've listened to uh tyranny didn't know i know i call you out a lot of this but tyranny didn't know who (laughs) muddy waters was when we met i knew who muddy waters was i just didn't know what songs were uh-huh. Okay, many others. The point is, <laughs> is that is that she grew up in the environment that she didn't need to know. She sang like him without knowing because that's just how she was raised. Yeah. And that's the environment she grew up in. He grew up in as well. Mm-hmm. And for me, I grew up in way more of a gem band environment than a blues yeah, environment, yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. My, well, my radio had Grateful Dead on it. Uh, on Israeli radio since I remember myself. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a dead show every every you know like so in a way like I grew up in that environment way that a hippie like festivaly go to the Sea yeah, of Galilee yeah, yeah. to I mean th- look at the 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 Israel the kibbutzim. I mean it's all about Grateful Dead. So yeah so I I I'm way more related to that than them. And so you know what I mean? Like at, from our base, you know, from just growing up. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, we, yeah. when we went to Electric Forest, I think it was the first one that the girls were like, wow. This is a world. <laughs> it exists. What is that? Yeah, that was I the... felt like a fairy. I've like, been to rainbows. Yeah. I've been to some crazy festivals, you know, <laughs> so I know what's up. But yeah. they, they, they showed up like, and then the Gem Cruise was one of the best experiences of our lives. Wow. Um, so you guys yeah, did so that in nineteen in twenty nineteen, right? We did that in twenty nineteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just so it just warmed. Bottom line, that it, it warmed my heart when you said that. That my surprise oh, was nice. a genuine, like right on, right cool. on. Yeah, no, you guys belong in that space. There's a there, there's space for other artists that aren't necessarily jamming out twenty minute twenty minute songs, but represent <clears throat> um, just a you know a cohesive beautiful talented and just incredibly vivacious and energetic you know um uh representation of music and and uh and it's also the vibe of positivity there's so Thank much vibe of positivity in that in that in that realm as well but tierney you were like i i was watching your face when uh, when ori's talking about electric forest T- tell me about your impressions of, of it 
What do you remember? You, know, just, you have to understand. <laughs> I, I saw my first concert yeah, when I was like what? an adult. So, and that was the only concert I could afford. So yeah. I didn't go to any concerts. Like I'm playing music venues. And I'm playing things that I didn't even have knowledge to dream about. So Electric Force, yeah, I felt like I died and went to heaven. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I right. kind of did, but <laughs> heaven. <laughs> <laughs> And heaven is, is. I see you. No kidding. <laughs> we, yeah, you we. Guys, you guys had a good time, huh? We, yeah, no, 2017, yeah. that's when we did the Electric Forest. And we were just, again, I mean, it was just, we were, we were just not focused. We were just like, you know, in a, in a, wow. Uh, we did yeah, it again yeah. since, and it was a lot more in control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah we yeah, were out. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, but that's not what the gem scene is about. I was just, it was, it I mean, was. Ge- we're talking about the fun peripherals of like yeah. what the impact is, and yeah. just on, on just the scene, you know. Yeah, and it yeah, just also, yeah. I I do want to point out that I am very excited when we have, um, let's call it a gem scene oriented event, because it does. I I do know that it allows me to extend our stuff. Mm-hmm. It allows me to. To kind of do something different, um, to play with some effects, to to do something cool with a delay at the end of a song, to 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 just do some crazier stuff. Oh, right on. Th- oh, yeah. That if it doesn't work, who cares? <laughs> because like that's part because, of the, that's part of the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So I like I do enjoy like uh, uh, when I have when we have a blues oriented festival or event, I'm very like okay, gotta be respectful to this tradition. When, when, you know, when we, yeah, it's like, that's how I see it personally. But right. when we, when we do a jam event, I'm like, okay, well, time to like play in, in any way that I want. Time to try yeah, yeah, something yeah. I didn't do before. Let's do something different. Let's extend this part. So, you know, it is fun. This, this is not a trick question at all, but do you see yourself doing, do you, do you tend more towards um, being more expansive or do you like... Um, fitting in more to what you said as more traditional blues. Um, I think kind that of, has it, been expansive. Always expensive. I yeah. just feel like um, our first album was so just thrown out there, and not in a bad way. You mm-hmm. know, it's just we're always growing, we're always evolving, we're always throwing in everything that influences us. Yeah. You know, yeah. So of course we want to like as far as. Yeah, we. I, right, I, the right, problem right. is, is that I'm, I'm, I'm not a traditional blues guitar player. Uh, I don't know the lick, all the licks mm-hmm. uh, that everybody plays at the same, at the exact same time on the bar at the same bar coming yeah, into. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I, I don't, I just don't. I never wanted to memorize them, and I've been playing for six, you know, since I'm six. I just, I'm, I'm an, un, I'm an unconventional blues player. Yeah. So, yeah. Therefore, I can't do anything traditional, even if we really try to. Um, so, you know, Jeremy is the most traditional player. You want to go yeah, be yeah, with yeah. her? Oh, she's coming here. <laughs> All right. Tierney had her jump out and get, uh, get the baby. Oh, she's or laughing. Something. She's not oh, crying. Oh, she's that's a good laughing. thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Nice. Good job, sister. There you go. There nice. You go. Um, yeah. so, so yeah, you know, that's the, to answer that question, we, we just don't want to be. We like the gem world because it allows us to be who the hell we want to be. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> you get to be more funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, we right? play way less blues than Derek and Susan. 
on our set yeah. list. There's way less blues than them. There's way more R&B and mm-hmm. soulful. Yeah. Is that laughing? It's adorable. <laughs> I need to know how that happens so I can it's do it. She's got that giant balloon. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, you know, like we're just, you know, we, we are just because we're from Memphis, people want to associate the blues so much to us. That's yeah. why I said in the beginning of our interview, mm-hmm. I am so happy we didn't win the blues competition. Because uh, right. if we yeah, would yeah, yeah. win, we would just be labeled for the rest of our lives. And I and I I we made the finals. We did what we needed to do, and yeah. we are really we we're so we man we're so genuine to ourselves because yeah, the sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about authenticity, man. Yeah. So in that in in that vein, um, what impact did it have to be nominated in uh, for Keep On for Best Contemporary Blues category? You know, I <laughs> so like. The first album, because we were such a new band, I was just, I was getting the job done. I felt like I can do this, whatever we need, I'm mm-hmm. going to do it. I'm going to write for this. Oh, we're missing this on the album. We're going to write for this. You know, still positive and genuine, the message. Yeah. But I was just, I was not as personally connected to the band as an entity itself. You know, I still felt like I was doing a job. And then when... We continued to write, and I just became, you know, more connected to what we were doing. Um, I felt like, you know, the label kind of uh, was pushing us to a certain direction. And, you know, last time, we were just so new, and this time I wanted us to be more authentic with who we are, you know. So I felt pressure to prove, you know, Southern Avenue, to prove myself. Yeah, that we can be us and we can get the job done is like what you guys, you know, what the label wants. Like, I felt like I'm still in like work mode of getting the job done, but I want them to accept Southern Avenue for Southern Avenue. So mm-hmm. getting the uh, the nomination, I felt like I'd we'd accomplished what, you know, you know, proving yeah. ourselves and having that, you know, kind of freed us for the next album to just do whatever we wanted. You know, that yeah, yeah. shit wasn't in the back of your head of, like, what the label wants. But, you know. So you know. just the, I mean, I know as far as, like, touring, we're benefiting from a Grammy nomination. But as an artist, it's just, like, you get to take back what's personal and keep moving. Because yeah. I can do whatever you want me to do. I'm talented. But, you know, as an artist, I'm going to keep forward and do what we are. So it gave you that level of validation with the Grammy nomination that doing what you really wanted to do and being true to yourselves and being authentic was actually being accepted and that gave you the confidence to move forward and continue to do that? Yeah, but it wasn't validation for self. It was more for... Yeah, the, the Grammy... For, <coughs> the Grammy, like... More for who? You know, like... Um, the labels. The label, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, look, Fair. It, means, it means the world to us. Um, but it doesn't, it, it, uh, it just, the only thing it helps is to, to, it, it helps our agent. It helps our manager. Mm. It helps our label. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what it, it helps with. But once we get on stage and people g- to give us the trust with their ticket money, yeah, at yeah. that point, it doesn't matter if we're nominated no. or not. Right, right. right. So it, it at really. At some point, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it really helps everybody <laughs> sorry, else. Sorry to bring it up. <laughs> no, oh, wait. no, we no, were nomi- like, We were nominated for a Grammy. Great... No, I'm kidding. It's I'm one of my greatest accomplishments. 
you know, but yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. something that yeah. it just gave me the freedom to be artists, not have to yeah. fight and prove. Like they didn't know who we were when they signed us. They just knew we gotcha, were good. Right. So the next album, they wanted to push us into a direction to under, you know, so that we could, you know, but they can't. We're already who we are. You just have to let right. us know. Right. Oh, so, so it was the yeah. being authentic and getting that Grammy sort of like said, like, no, this is who we are. Yeah. Or getting the Grammy, the nomination. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. So um, before we conclude, I want to talk about you, you're married, you have a baby. What? You're, you're touring. <laughs> Did you know this? I know. Look at that. You take the it's baby out of the room shot. and he forgets know. immediately. Get used to it, Tierney. <laughs> uh, these Israelis, did they tell you about the Israelis? You know, like, uh, um, so how do you see that? How's, how's that dynamic been for you both? I mean, I can see you very much love each other and you get along well and you have, you play off of each other and that's great. Um, tell me a little bit about the challenges and how you see this going forward in terms of touring and taking the, the baby. I mean, I know these are, these are big questions. Who wants to, who wants to jump in first, Tierney? <laughs> I never doubted I never doubted if we could do it or not you know I'm just that that person that thinks of these crazy oh. dreams and then we go for it and now right on, I'm like right not sleeping and pumping one minute I'm throwing yeah. the kettlebell around the next minute because I got to work out at the venue and then I have to warm up it's like there's not enough hours in a day but yeah, you know yeah. we're figuring it out and yeah. you know it's it's we've su- that's we've the- succeeded at one tour no, yeah, I think that's the compromise. Uh-huh, that, yeah. th- that's the sacrifice that I mentioned earlier. Being away yeah. from, uh, uh, you know, we have two more kids other yeah. than Nava. So being away from them when we're on tour, we always, we spend all the time together anyway. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. Uh, uh, we get along that together. She's, yeah. quiet, she, she's a quiet one. I'm a talker. We <laughs> balance. There's no, we don't really, right. you know, so like personally, that's fine. But uh, the hard part is any everything around us. Um, but but I think it's beautiful. I mean, we have my we have sisters two, I mean, there. Yeah, know? I mean, we have two sisters there. It's a family band. The Baby's there. The, there. Marley, Marley is with us all the time. Our dog. She yeah. protects Nava like like Marley, it's her boy. baby. Marley, boy, Marley. You can see Sorry. my dog in the background right there. See. Yeah, she'll right, come. Kinda. She'll come, yeah. hopefully. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see him. Uh, I want to see her. Um, so it's going. So well, yeah. You know? So 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 you're making it happen. That's great. I mean, having yeah. a family and being on the road is 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 got to be tough. How often do you how often do you take the kids on the road with you? And do you think you're going to do that with the little one? She, oh, you're kind of going to have to right now, right? Don't, because she's breast she's breastfed, so no, she's no, always yeah. with us. No, don't tell um, her, yeah. but she's going to be with us for the rest of her life. She doesn't even know yet. She's not going anywhere. She doesn't. Hilary uh, <laughs> and Bradley are joining us uh, for a few runs this summer. No, whenever they're all. How old are they? How old are they? Are they? Are. Hmm? Uh, eight old? and ten. Eight oh, okay. and ten. Yeah, he'll be nine at the end of the summer. Son will be nine. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, no, whenever yeah. they're off, they come. They came with us to Disney and. Right, so right, right. Whenever we. Whenever, yeah. It's, right it's a family right affair. On. That's beautiful, man. I love your guys' vibe. I love the band. Love the music. Uh, you guys are great. This has been a this has been Thank a ton you. of fun. Thanks so much for for sharing so much. I can't wait to see you out there on the road. I'll have to travel to Norway though to see you. No, no there, there's a there's a bunch of dates in the states too. Wait, uh, remind me where you're from. I live in Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Oh, we're yeah. Well, we're playing with Cheryl. Oh, you, uh, oh, um, where, uh, with Cheryl, that, Highland Park that, with Cheryl Crow. 
Oh, you're oh in Ravinia this summer. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, I'll mm-hmm. check out that date. Hopefully, I can come by. I'll let you guys know. Yeah, you're yeah. doing that in Huber Heights too. I think is yeah. nearby. Yeah, that's a draw, a couple hours drive from here. Yeah, I saw Derek and or I saw Tedeschi Trucks there once. It's a nice, you know, those summer outdoor venues. But have you played yeah. at Ravinia? Um, we did it with Jason Mirez. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, you know, it's like a night, bring a, bring your picnic baskets and, uh, and we're just, we're just blessed to be alive and be doing, to be doing what we love, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, um, it's wonderful to see and I I wish you guys so much luck, you know? Thank you. uh, you. Yeah. You guys are amazing. Great stuff. Thanks. Um, thanks so much to, to both of you for being here. I really appreciate it. We appreciate it too. And sorry, Nava couldn't say bye, but she. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Tell her, give her... Giant balloon. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, there's more important things than just like <laughs> sitting in front of here and being corralled by your parents. But give her, <laughs> give her a kiss for me. I can't wait to see her get bigger. And she's 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 absolutely adorable. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Take care, you guys. Okay. Thanks. You too. Bye. Okay, that was Ori Naftali and Tyranny Jackson of Southern Avenue. I love talking to them about their vibe and about the positivity that Southern Avenue really expresses through their music. Uh, it's just a really beautiful thing. And having the whole family there and having little baby Nava as well really brings that all together um, for a band that has worked so hard to get to where they are. And um, that true expression of music and musicality that uh, comes through in everything that they do is just extraordinary with Ori's amazing guitar playing. Uh, Tyranny is just incredible vocals. It's just that amazing vibe. And uh, I love their partnership as well. And uh, I love the message that you know, Ori talked about, you know, when I asked him about being part of the jam band community and how he talked about how, you know, they're not necessarily a party band. Uh, they come with a message, you know, and that he hopes that in his words, others leave uh, his show with some value and that it uh, and in knowing that it guides Southern Avenue in everything that they do. So they want you to leave with a with that really good vibe of of um, of positivity and um that message of empowerment and self-belief that they, what they really live and breathe. And I, I love how Tyranny talked about um, how she thinks about women empowerment, uh, especially, and, um, but also stresses individual and human empowerment. Um, and I also loved how Tyranny talked about music as a meditation, you know, and she, she specifically connected to it in a personal basis, saying it's the one place that connects her to the soul and spirit of the band. Um, that's just really, really beautiful that she talks about how it's, uh, the band is just her full expression of the music and coming from that tradition, that gospel tradition that she had to break out of the confines of the way that they wanted to kind of keep her down in that, in that area really makes that point even, uh, even ring more loudly. Um, it's just really, really wonderful. So uh, I encourage everyone to go check out their latest album, Be the Love You Want. Uh, it's their third album, and it's just really wonderful. Um, I want to thank everyone for being here for this episode. I'd like to thank um, uh, everyone for your continued support of Roadcase. There are, uh, I've got so many great guests coming up in the weeks and months to come. Can't wait to share those with you. Uh, thanks again for being here, and I want to send a special thank you to Ori Naftali and Tyranny Jackson of Southern Avenue for being here on this episode of Road Case. 
Thanks again so much for listening. And I'd like to encourage everyone to get involved with Roadcase. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can email me at info at roadcasepod.com with questions, comments, and even suggestions for guests. Or you can follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at RoadcasePod. And we have a YouTube channel called Roadcase Podcast. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you could please rate and review the podcast while you're there, that would be great. So I want to thank Waltzer for this awesome theme music that we have. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Roadcase. We have a lot of great episodes coming up, so I'll see you on down the road. (laughs) 